In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. In the Lab, playoff edition, round two, is now. Drew Doherty and you, John Harris. What's up, dude? What's going on, Drew? How you How you feeling, my man, after Saturday night? Super duper, just like Ron Burgundy said. <laughs> Neato! Feeling great. And here's what we're going to do today. We're going to cream of the crop it. The cream of the crop. But you cannot choose Deshaun Watson and you cannot choose J.J. Watt. So you're cream oh, of the crop. Man. But okay. but All after right. that, right. then we're going to talk. One of us will choose Deshaun and one of us will choose Watt. And we'll describe what our favorite thing of Saturday was from okay. each. Okay. And then from there, what do we need to watch against the Chiefs? So let's start things off. Cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Non-Deshaun Watson, non-J.J. Watt from the win on Saturday, who's your cream of the crop, Johnny? Well, do you want to you want to take out Hop too? Nope, because Hop would be mine. Okay, that's good. All week long, last week, all that I I don't know, maybe because I was just on Twitter too much, but follow you know a lot of guys in Buffalo, a lot of guys in Buffalo that are just online talking about the Bills and how good the Bills are, and more about how good Tre'Davious White is, and he is, and Tre'Davious White's very very good, mm-hmm. but. People were talking about him like he's the second coming, and like he can be had. They look DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have three straight first team All Pro honors for nothing. First half, no catches. Second half, catches the ball on the sideline and fumbles it. This is first catch of the game. Like, oh man, courteous of a Tre'Davious White force fumble. Mark Vandermeer said something at that point, and I don't know if he just said it out of desperation or just. He just said it. He said, well, if we know one thing, we know that DeAndre Hopkins will make up for that for the entire rest of the game. And then he did. Mm-hmm. That catch was, I think that was one one catch for five yards. Yeah. So he had five for 85. He had five for 85 and a quarter and some change, and, and then overtime. He made every big catch. He had the two-point conversion catch. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing that nobody will bring up. And, in fact, it's funny because when Gary Kubiak was on the offense here, a lot of people would joke about how receivers block downfield. Pop had a couple of big downfield blocks yep. on big runs. And uh, he was a big factor in that. But when it when it's 16 to nothing, Watt has had that sack and basically signaling to everybody, hey, I'm one of the stars of this team, and I just made a big play. Everybody else has got a match. Then – Four and ten went to work. Yeah. Now Deshaun ended up hitting Kenny on a deep a back shoulder ball at one point in the fourth quarter, but it was Hop that went to work on White. And every catch, those five catches plus a two point conversion, were all essentially man to man on Tre'Davious White. And Tre'Davious White is a heck of a football player, heck of a player. But I will bet on ten every single day for the rest of my life. That guy is an absolute baller. He has always been. He has always risen up in the biggest moments. And down 16, that was a massive moment. And on that next drive, he had two first down catches. Then a little while later, he had a 41-yard catch. He had a catch on the overtime drive. Mm -hmm. um, And then he had a two-point catch. I mean, every catch that he had for the rest of the game was as big as it possibly could be. And that was against the best in the league. So, to me, DeAndre Hopkins, cream of the crop taking it just sorry uh, you let me go first yep 
So I, that was a good I just, one. I just took that low hanging. I like it. You, you're talking about Buffalo and and folks follow on Twitter, and uh, I had some good con- I had a good conversation with a guy Ryan Talbot on Twitter, yeah. and followed some guys. And you're you're right. They did talk about how good Tre'Davious White was. Well, Bills Mafia folks that follow them, yes, a lot of them followed me, and I tweeted out a, just a quote from Bill O'Brien in which he correctly said, "This is one of the best cornerbacks we'll see all year long." Right. It was. It is. Right. Well, I got somebody uh, from Bill's guess. Mafia. This is the best cornerback you'll see all along. It was like right. they had disrespected him. Right. And uh, I also heard a lot of, you're not going to go deep on this Bill's team. It's impossible to go deep on this right. Bill's team. Oh, well, that's interesting because you had a 41-yarder there for Hopkins, like you said. You had a 34-yarder to Taiwan Jones. That's that's a deep ball. Right. I know it's not a deep ball, but it right. became a deep ball. Right. They gave up big plays. Kenny Stills back shoulder ball. That was 20-something. They were not the 85 Bears, which right. is kind of what they were getting at. A lot of their bill. It was. I was told on Twitter, but that was not the case. To your point, Drew. At, at halftime, the Texans had 81 yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. They finished with 360. Yeah. So that means in the second half they you got roasted. The and second half in overtime, the Texans went for 281 yards, and the Bills gave up on average 295. So take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. They ran it, ran for 141, threw it. Listen, it was I, – I, I'm with you. I heard a lot of that Bills defense is the greatest – hey, this is the best defense in the playoffs. This is the best this, this is the best that. I mean, I heard that all week long. I saw that. And the Texans offense got its act together and went to a notch where it should be at all times. It went to just a higher level. Mm-hmm. Sean Watson was fantastic after the 16-0. Uh, after that, after the fumble, I think he was 13-14. of 14. He ran uh, He ran for a touchdown. He threw a touchdown. He threw the two-point conversion. He ran in a two-point conversion. DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins was phenomenal, and he was phenomenal against one of the best in the league. And if you're, not a, if, if you're a Bills fan, oh, this, that. You know, you know what? If y'all would have beaten us, I would have tipped the cap and said, Travis White's a bad mofo. I, th- I still think he is, though. Like, oh, I know. I th- but I he, just, he, he just ran into DeAndre Hopkins, and but DeAndre do- Hopkins has done this to Jalen Ramsey. He's but done I- this to the greats. Stuff, you know? But I do think that Bills fans looked at it as, oh, you, you got lucky, you got lucky. Nah, nah. Not really. Team with the better quarterback won, and that's usually what happens in yeah. the playoffs, usually. Then played played better in the second half and yeah. played to win in the second half. Yeah. Okay, well, that that's like the the easy, I think, cream of the crop and smartly chosen cream of the crop. Yeah, sorry. No, it's all right. I'm going to go with Whitney Merciless. Took a lot of heat in the early part of the game, yep. you know, for, for some things on Twitter. But when you look at the final line, what did Whitney Merciless do? Well, he hit the quarterback three times. Yep. That's, that's important. He got after him. Got a sack, mm-hmm. forced a fumble, had four tackles. Whitney Merciless is my cream of the cropper because he does it just after uh, the contract extension about a week and a half ago. Yep. And he does it like... When J.J.'s out there, Whitney Mer- Merciless flourishes. I mean, he absolutely flourishes, and he's been good in the playoffs, too. Just add, He's got the most playoff sacks in the NFL since 2015. He added to his total this week. So that's that's my guy. I like Whitney Merciless. Give me 5-9 for my cream of the crop he against the Buffalo Bills. Man, he was good. He was good throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody watched that game and was like, man, Deshaun, seven sacks, 12 quarterback hits. Texas only had three sacks, but they had 11 quarterback hits. Mm-hmm. They got back there. The pass rush, obviously, when you bring Watt into the party, I mean, that helps. But uh, Whitney rushed his guts out. And the thing was, I, you know, I asked him after the game when I said, you know, were you going to get the ball out? Or, or like, what were you doing? It was a third down play. 
And he goes, no, he goes, I, I was just, I was going to tackle him. He goes, that's a big guy. I was just going to get him down. It's third down. I just wanted to get him to the ground. And he said, my left hand just happened to hit the, just barely hit the ball. Yeah. And it was, it was the perfect kind because it, it's those kinds. Sometimes when you're reaching for it, you don't. He just was going to make a tackle, and the ball happened to be where his hand was, and he just knocked it out, and Jacob Mark picked it up. And it was at that moment, at that moment. And what's interesting about that, Drew, is that that play was around midfield. Like, on the sidelines, I can't figure out sometimes whether I should go behind the play or in front of the play. So I just try and, like, just deal with my nerves. I had actually moved behind the bench. Mm-hmm to watch that play because I had a pretty pretty clear view to it. So I was watching that play, and I could see Whitney making the sack. And so as Allen's about to go down, I just say to Mark, Whitney Merciless, and then I hear him say, the ball's out because I couldn't see it. Cause yeah, because they shielded. converged. Yeah, because I, yeah, I, got, I, got, uh, I got sealed off, so I couldn't see it. I just saw Whitney about to make the sack. Then I heard him say, the ball's out. And then I took off, like running for what would have been our end zone, just in, you know, just in case, so I could see it. And then, of course, I looked as I'm as I'm running. I'm looking up at the video board, and I see, you know, Jacob got hit after he got the ball, got rocked. But that oh, he did get rocked, rocked by an offensive line. Rocked. I mean, she got whiz. drilled. That's when, that's when I was like, not only are we possibly going to win this game that's when I knew no no no. we are going to win this game mm. that's the first moment where I was like we are going to win this game yeah even when we went and kicked the field goal there I was like doesn't matter we left we did it quickly yep. whatever we did we did it quickly we didn't sit there and go eight minutes and kick a field goal and leave five minutes on the clock pow 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 we went down couldn't get it kicked the field goal there were still like 12 minutes on the clock at that point and now it's 16 11 and now Allen makes a mistake a pick six and it's you know, they fumbled again. They went three and out. Yeah. And that was another worst thing they could have done. But that at least worked. they didn't give us the ball in their territory. We had to work for it a little bit. And then Hop hits the 41-yarder, and away we go. So Whitney kind of dabbled all over the, the stat sheet. You know, he, he had a fumble recovery taken away from him. Yeah. Uh, yep. He went 19 yards with a fumble recovery. It would have been sweet. That was in the second quarter. Anyways, Whitney Merciless, my cream of the crop. Okay. Before we move on to Watt and Watson... I want to remind you, post-game entertainment starts with Redbox. Redbox has the newest movies, fresh from the theater, starting at just $1.75 a night, and for 3 bucks a night, get a video game for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Go to the box at your favorite retailers or stream new movies instantly on demand. Get together with family, friends, the crew, or whoever. Make it a movie night. Make tonight a Redbox night. Okay, I'm going to stick with uh, Deshaun Watson. Up in my perch on the fifth level, Concourse when I do the pregame, halftime, and postgame yeah. shows, yeah. and sometimes in the game, some score updates. I've got an interesting view. I'm in the northwest corner looking down. It's a beautiful vista. There's nobody in front of me. It is. You can see a lot open up. And for all of the fourth quarter and overtime, I was up there. And one of the things about that's fun about being up there is it affords me the right to be a fan. You know, yeah. I'm not in the press box. Yeah. I work for the team. Right. I can scream and yell, and I do. Right. And I was screaming and yelling quite a bit. <laughs> and I was screaming and yelling. I wish I could see this. Look out! Over and over and over again. Yeah. Because it looked like Deshaun Watson in the, the fourth and overtime was going to get smoked. And he did get smoked a few times. Did did. And he got... It, it, looks, it doesn't look as bad on video. But from my vantage point on the, the completion in overtime to Taiwan Jones, it looked like calamity. 
It looked like he was about to get sandwiched and just flattened. It looked like um, they weren't going to be able in the Death Star to get that thing up that kept the compressor compressor or trash compactor closing. I thought that's what was going to happen in quicker time to Deshaun. But he did that, and then he delivers the strike to Taiwan Jones, and Taiwan Jones does his magic, which was – how about that, man? All season long, he's been a special team standout. You haven't seen him on offense. You saw him on offense in Week 17, but – Hey, that was a special circumstance. In the playoffs, they implement him, and he comes up with the the catch of the game. Really, two. He was in for two plays, and and I, and hold hold on though. Let me finish this. Yep, I want to hear ahead. this about Taiwan. So they make that that play, and the crowd's going bananas. And then they cut away to Deshaun, and he's flexing yeah. on the big screen. Yeah, and it amped this place up to another notch. It was a chills moment, man. It was. Awesome seeing that. I tweeted about it mm-hmm. on Saturday night because somebody put that gif up. And just see, I, it's up there with some of the best moments I've ever been a part of in the stadium. And it was so much fun. And it's going to be, it's unforgettable. And no matter what happens the rest of the way this playoffs, unforgettable night. I mean, how do you put, honestly, I don't know how you put what happened on Saturday into how you describe it. I went Sunday morning when I got up, and you, you know my son Jack. Mm-hmm. And for people that that have heard me talk about Jack, a lot of you know him and have heard about him over the years. Uh, he has high functioning autism, and so loud sounds, odors—you know—very sensory driven that that give him you know issues. Like, really, so he's never been to a game at NRG, but he always wants to know. Like, he doesn't know anything about football, which I, I'm totally cool with, and I kind of like. And so. In the morning, he's like, "Dad, how'd the game go? How'd the game go?" And I said, "Well, I said, uh, I said we won." Oh, he goes, "Oh, cool. What happened?" I'm like, "Huh? Hang on to your hat for this one." Do you have nine hours? And so <laughs> I explained it to him, and I was explaining all the different things that happened and how it happened, and he's kind of hang. He's like hanging on every word, like, "Whoa, wow, it got that loud." I mean, he was just hanging on every word, and it was really cool. Because there were so many different moments, but they all seemingly start with 99's sack. Yeah. And Mark and Mark and I, Mark Andre and I were talking about this during the game. The crowd was so amped, ready to go, ready to explode. And they had a couple of moments where you could sense it was coming. One of them was the Roby near Roby mm. pick six. Mm. And I mean, he sat on the ground for about five seconds, like, "Oh my God, John!" I was, it was but, in front of me. I was on the sideline, getting ready to do pressure. Oh luck, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were. That's right. That's which right. Tur- which was pressure luck and turned into a marriage proposal. Yeah, yeah. Which is that awesome. happened right in front. And this guy's telling me some stuff. He's in the army. He's a great yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's telling me stuff, and then that happens, and I'm like, "Damn it!" <laughs> like right in the middle of his good story, <laughs> and I, I was like, "I'm sorry, man." He's like, "No, it, it's cool. It's cool." So I, I, I mean, but that was one, and then there were. I a just few said, others. "Damn it!" I said something more colorful. During yeah. the moment, um, and it, it was trying to explain that, but I, I and I explained the whole thing to him, and he just he was so funny because he was so into it, he was so like, oh, that's so cool. But there's no way he could have been in that stadium because it was so loud. Yeah, and and I'll admit this: when I saw all the Buffalo fans in the stands, I'm like, son of a bean, this is, and I didn't say son of a bean, but I was like, that gummit. These Bills fans get their hands on tickets, and they're going to make it like it's their own home game. 
our it was almost like our crowd saw those fans like, no, man, this is our building. No, we're going to be – no, hang on. You're going to hear something from us today. Yeah. And then they went to a, a completely different level. I mean, a completely different level. It's, when, loud, it's the loudest I've ever heard the stadium. And it's – and I've – before I'd always said the loudest the stadium I'd ever heard was when Chicharito got yeah, loose yeah. in 11 when Mexico was playing here. Yeah. I'd never heard a Texans game as loud as that roar. Well, to, on when Saturday, you, this eclipsed that. When do you think it got its loudest? Oh, man. Because I have fourth in overtime. I mean, that that touched it when when Hyde scored his touchdown, which is yeah. an, it's a play that not as much is being said about that. Understandably right. so, but it was loud then. It was it loud was. after the Taiwan Jones reception. I mean, it just that was loud. Bananas, dude. I the when they had the ball at about two minutes, and the third down play, Rack sends sends the blitz, and they can't pick it up. And that turns into an intentional grounding. That sack. Now there were mm. a bunch of flags. So I think that was, was a, another one. Yeah, I think it was a little muted then, but on the very next play, Jacob Martin ran like a kid on pop rocks mm-hmm. after Josh Allen and sacked him for that big loss. Huge. That to me is when the place just went absolutely bonkers, and it was so cool. And I was like, God, it would have been nice to kind of end it there. They didn't. The fourth and one um, they didn't get, but uh, it was. I just don't know how you really try and encapsulate and explain what happened on Saturday and do it and do it right. The only thing that I know more than anything else is that as you walk as I walked through the locker room, you could tell it was there was euphoria and there was a euphoric locker room, but you got the sense of we're not we're not done. Mm-hmm. We got plenty more that we can do. Let's go do things that Texans teams before us have never done. Yeah. And you don't do that without going to Kansas City and having to beat them again. It can be very difficult, but it's something that they got to go do. And here's what I want to talk about with Kansas City. There are differences this time around. Now, last time around, you came back from a double-digit deficit, and you won on the road. But you didn't have Kenny Stills with you. Right. You didn't have essentially your entire secondary. Right. Cornerback-wise. Okay. Robe went down during that. Like early in the second half. Yeah, you had Keon Crossan playing significant snaps. Philip Gaines. Philip Gaines playing mm-hmm. significant snaps. Yep. Now, on the flip side, they didn't have Jones. They didn't have Suggs. They didn't have Eric right. Fisher. Right. Tyree Kill, they say, was just coming back. Tyree Kill looked like cheated to me. Yeah, he caught he a touchdown. I don't, I don't buy that. So, look, things are different on both sides this time around. What do you think the differences are besides those things? I mean, how does how do the – it almost, to me, seems like it's sort of – these. These guys coming back sort of cancel things out, yeah. and it's a fresh ball game. And I understand, yeah, okay, they're ten point favorites roughly, according to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Vegas is wrong. Vegas is not always right. Correct. But uh, man, after what we saw Saturday and what we've seen from Deshaun Watson in his short time here, can you really count the Texans out? And I don't, no. I don't know that really many people are. If I'm, if I'm honest, I, I would imagine that down deep. Kansas City fans are telling themselves, uh, and I, I've seen a few. Uh, Texas suck, man. Like they got lucky the first time. They got lucky the first time. Yeah, I, I've I've had a few of those tweets come. Um, and so th- there, there's going to be a lot of that. I think some of that ends up being they're going to have to talk themselves into it. Okay. Uh, you know we faced. You know Brady got lucky against us last year. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, you know this group went into your building and took your soul that first week, that first time in week six. They know they could do it. 
They absolutely know they can do it. Now, Baltimore, it's a little different story because Baltimore thumped them. Maybe there's a little doubt with that. Baltimore stumped just about everybody. Right. Um, It's a team you beat, and it's a team that Tennessee beat, and it's a team that the Colts beat. So, let's say you can't go in there and do it. Now, can't turn the ball over. You turned it over twice when you were in there. That was one thing. Of anything, Deshaun getting sacked seven times was worrisome, but he didn't throw any interceptions. Yeah. And the one turnover only turned into a three. That was the Hopkins fumble. That was huge. Absolutely massive. Now, their fumble turned into three, so it canceled each other out. But, you know, with Pat Mahomes, you give him a turnover, short field, whatever. Um, and Pat Mahomes is a hold-your-breath player. Every, meaning, every snap. Meaning, you're holding your breath when he, or at least I am, when he's kind of scrambling around. It's like, <gasps> yeah, oh yeah. look out. You know, another. here are a I few other hold-your-breaths. I did that with Allen, though, too, because I knew Allen had the arm strength to make some throws. But you knew he was going to airmail some. I didn't. The only hold-your-breaths, guys, for me and my Time watching the Texans have been going deep to AJ Green. Oh yeah. Anytime Rob Gronkowski was targeted. Yeah. And on Thanksgiving 2012, Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson going at him, <laughs> and then in 14 yeah. at the Cowboys going to Des Bryant. Anytime yeah. they went to him. So yeah. yeah, those are my hold your breath guys. And Pat Mahomes is a hold your breath guy, and that sucks because no he's doubt. a quarterback. There's no doubt. However, I think the one thing the Texans did in that game, and I think this is going to be part of the formula again, because I still think even with Chris Jones in the lineup, I still think that this Texans team can run the football right at them. Yeah. And they can run it in different ways. And what that did for them in the Week 6 game was they ran about 20 more plays than the Chiefs did. And that happens again. That's exactly where you want this. They team suffocated them in the third or fourth quarter. Right. Excuse me. They yep. suffocated them. Absolutely choked and them they, out. And in the fourth quarter, they did it on both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was key because they forced two, three and outs, and then the long drives. That's that's the way they're going to have to do this, is run the football again. And you know, with some teams, you know, like Derrick Henry, it's going to be a Derrick Henry run game. You know, it's just whether you've got the the guts and the nuts to be able to step up in front of a two hundred forty five pound back running downhill right. and stop him with. Our, with our offense, well, how are you going to run it? Are you going to run it downhill with Carlos? Are you going to run some with Duke? Mm-hmm. You're going to run some RPO stuff with Deshaun? Like, how are you going to do it? So the variance in our run game, I think, ends up playing pretty well against them. You can't turn the ball over. You can't succumb to the noise. You can't give up a cheap seven because they come some quarterback throwback nonsense. And then you've got to run the rock. Yeah. And then at that point, let's go see what happens. It's awesome, man. It's mid-January, and we're talking football. So, so nothing, nothing wrong with that. Actually, it's early January still, but we're uh, into the middle rounds of the playoffs, and that's fun. Don't get to do that every year. So, John, good job. You listening, good job. And hopefully we talk to you again next week, getting ready for another playoff game.